The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, April 18th, currently 4.52 on the East Coast, here to break down the huge schedule on Tuesday for the MLB games. Joining me, a full house of sharp guys to break down all the games. First, my main man on the East Coast, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you feeling this uh, Monday afternoon, buddy? Hey, I'm um, doing well. Good Easter f- Sunday with the family. I would have done better if the Red Sox and Twins went under today. But other than that, I'm off to a good start and good to be with you and Noah today. Yeah, man. Uh, I know we were on opposite sides of the uh, total there for the game this morning. Uh, that eighth inning really was where it kind of messed it up. I don't know we we're talking offline about it, but a lot more games to get to this uh, this week and into Tuesday also. And joining us also... On the East Coast, my main man, Noah Beanick. Noah, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good, Munaf. Honestly, like, I don't know what I should be doing because as you guys, the listeners know, like, I haven't been on the pod in like a good week because uh, it's exam time for school. So I'm like really getting into that grind. And then also with the college baseball pod, but uh, and then Easter, of course. But uh, so I was on tally site filling out everything like gut. You know, I wasn't handicapping. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but I, I see this graphic that comes out today and I'm one that is so frightening because I didn't put like much handicapping into those picks. And I don't know if you saw that graphic, but yeah, I that I was, was I was going to touch on it. Uh, that was frightening because <laughs> I honestly didn't put much handicapping in it at all. So last week, the week one, we on the opening weekend through that week, I think, uh, was it Ryan that finished number one of the Hockey Gambling Podcast? I so. Uh, and then I think I was second, and I think we had, like, what, six guys in the top 11. And mm-hmm. then this week, uh, we have another SGPN gentleman that is number one, which was Noah. And Noah just tells us, oh, he didn't handicap anything. He was just gut handicapping. So, uh, yeah. Noah, maybe, uh, maybe you need to change your strategy going forward. I don't know. What do you think? Honestly, like I was literally, <laughs> like, I'm not a great student, but like I was doing homework and I got like exams coming up. So it's like, yeah, I was spending more time on that. And I was like, wow, <laughs> when I saw that graphic, I did not think I was doing that well. Yeah, hopefully uh, we continue that momentum into this week and hopefully we make it three straight weeks with a SGPN um, handicapper as the number one guy for golf or sorry for golf for baseball. <laughs> um, I don't know why golf came across my mind, but. 
Uh, yeah, for the MLB on tally side. So two weeks in a row there with I the GPN guys. Though. Congrats to him. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, I don't know if a lot of people were watching that or not, but uh, he kind of got that, I guess, let's say a backdoor victory yeah. uh, at the RBC Heritage. That was a fun tournament. As it was well, either so. the RBC or USFL that was on the Easter TVs this weekend. Oh, that's what it was. No baseball, huh? Uh, not, not at my family. We had the, we had the Red Wings game on and then it mm-hmm. went straight to the Michigan Panthers USFL. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they tuned into the mass, uh, not the masters, the golf tournament this weekend. So, cause so you know, Spieth draws, draws in the people, you know? Yeah, of course. So Detroit and Michigan, uh, take reins over there and, uh, the Noah's, they Noah's do family, <laughs> but I mean, they, they love baseball and we were talking about yeah. this before the podcast, um, and yeah, we all knew that the Blue Jays have a very good offense, but that was the talk. Like when everybody was talking, like getting a gauge of like how everybody feels about the MLB season. Yeah. Uncles, my dad, uh, all cousins, like Blue Jays were the team, the popular team. And like all, all my uncles and my dad talk about how they have a ton of the juniors that can stroke it. And it's just like, that's very public this year. That makes me really, really nervous that everybody's on Toronto <laughs> uh, this season. But I mean, right. So they have a great squad and we talked about that when we do the division previews. I mean, up and down that lineup is going to be really fun to watch throughout the year. Um, so plan for the show today is, as usual, go through all the Thursday games. I know there was about three postponements um this morning uh on the monday schedule so we're quickly gonna rapid fire through those i believe malcolm did cover that on his solo podcast so that won't be happening ever again sorry to listeners that have to listen to malcolm by yourselves uh but we will be in some form or fashion it'll be at least two of us or three of us going forward no i'm just kidding I tailed him on the twins money line pick though. Yeah. He faded my Red Sox. So we we were starting to build a little rivalry between me and Malcolm, but no Malcolm held down the ship for us yesterday. And um, you know, uh, he did a great job. It was fun listening to him on the pod yesterday. Um, So guys, let's just quickly go through the three games that were postponed today. I know only one, uh, as we were kind of looking at the schedule offline, it's going to be a double header, which is going to be the Arizona diamondbacks. Uh, visiting the Washington Nationals. So um, it's going to be Madison Bumgarner versus Josiah Gray. It's going to be a 105 uh, East Coast start. So there's some more day baseball for us to watch. Um, I didn't have much on this game. I will start by saying that Josiah Gray has just been absolutely atrocious for the Nationals so far in his two starts this season. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Only his one start, he's been atrocious. He In the first start against the Mets, he went four innings, uh, gave up four earned runs and eight hits. And then in this last start against the Atlanta Braves, he got the 3-1 victory in Atlanta. Five solid innings, had uh, one hit, shut out baseball in five innings, like I mentioned. And Madison Bumgarner, he's also off to a great start as well for the Arizona Diamondbacks here. Uh, two back-to-back starts where he's only allowed one earned run for the Diamondbacks. Um, he went three innings against the Padres in the opener where they won four to two. And then he went five solid innings against an Astros lineup where he only gave up that one home run. So I believe it was Jose Siri for the Astros. Um, Dylan, I'm going to start with you on this game, man. Do you have anything for this game for the Diamondbacks and the Nationals with Bumgarner and um, Josiah Gray on the mound? Yeah, I'm, I was on the over eight. Um, I just can't trust Josiah Gray. Like you said, he walks a lot of batters, a lot of ball uh, hit to contact. And we've seen the bullpen with the Diamondbacks struggle, especially over the weekend against the Mets. 
And I just can't trust. I think it was going to be a high-scoring game. I didn't want to pick a side because it was a flip coin. So I like I like to see some runs being scored. So I was on the over eight in that matchup. All right. Noah, you have anything for that game? Um, I'm probably going to stay away from it because okay. a lot of the uh, handicapping I did for that game was actually for the second game. It was prior to this game getting rain delayed. So okay. I didn't have anything for this matchup. All right, no worries there. All right, so let's kick it over to the next game of the uh, night, or for the day, at least I got postponed. It's going to be the uh, San Francisco Giants in New York. Take on the Mets, uh, a matchup between Alex Cobb and Tyler McGill. But both been solid uh, this season so far. Alex Cobb in two starts this season so far. Sorry, one, uh, one start so far. Five innings against the Padres last week. Only allowed four hits, gave up two earned runs, 10 strikeouts in those five innings for Alex Cobb. And uh, the Giants crushed the Padres in that game, 13-2. to And then on the other side for the uh, New York Mets, like I mentioned, it's going to be Tyler McGill, who was the opening day starter for this for the squad with the injuries to Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer uh, start getting pushed back. He's been solid as well for the uh, New York Mets. So far this season, he's 2-0. With a uh, ERA of zero, he's gone 10 and third inning, only allowed six hits, no earned runs, 14 strikeouts, sorry, 11 strikeouts in that span, and no walks here. Dylan, let me start with you on this game. Uh, Mets versus the Giants. What do you got for this game? Yeah, again, I'm on the over. Hopefully it opens up at six and a half. I think just on principle, you got to take the over. It's just a really low scoring uh, total. And the Mets, they... Like you said, Miguel, he's been really good, but I just don't trust Cobb on the road. And I think both teams, they score three runs at least. I, I know the Mets, their lineup has been hitting as of late. Lindor swinging the bat well. Uh, Marte, he's getting on base, stealing. So mm-hmm. I think we see a lot of runs here too. Just six and a half is just way too low for a number. So I got to go over. Yeah, I don't see these lines reposted yet on on um, on the screen that I'm looking at right now. So definitely should pretty pretty much be the same lines as many of you may have saw today. Uh, Noah, you have anything for this game between uh, the Mets and the Giants? So when I was writing down my notes, this one wasn't canceled either. But I like Alex Cobb this year. Uh, the Giants always do really well picking up these pitchers on the free agent market, mm-hmm. and I made sure I grabbed him for season long fantasy. He's a uh, living the le- living Avila Loca. Um, so Cobb he had he had a great first start. I don't have his stats in front of me, so I'm looking to tail that again. And um, McGill, he's been a great story so far. Um, yeah. We're due for a little bit of regression, maybe. Uh, okay. Just just kind of my handicap because. Uh, if you, if you want that, that's how I picked all of my games last week. So, um, there, there you go. That's all organic with no notes in front of me. So, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, man, I understand the angle of the over six and a half there where we're usually used to seeing guys like Kershaw versus Scherzer with the, with the, when he was with the nationals that a total of this lower, like two elite pitchers. And these guys are off to a great start, but this Mets offense, you know, over the past week or so has been playing really well and hitting really well and scoring runs. So the giants have been too. Yeah. Giants. I think they swept the guardians. Yeah, they did. So um, yeah, again, I think six and a half is a low number. I would lean towards the over. No, no, uh, no official play for me on the side here either. Um, and then the next game that also got postponed for tonight was the Washington, sorry, the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Guardians. It looks like it's going to be a pitching change for the White Sox. Uh, I'm sure you, I think you guys confirmed it before we started. It's going to be uh, 
Jimmy Lampert, and then uh, Shane Bieber for the Cleveland Guardians. I'll, I'll start with you on this game here, Dylan. Do you have anything for this game? Well, I handicapped it as uh, Dallas Keuchel being, but now Lambert. Yeah. I still I still favor the Guardians. Shane Bieber's still going from what we see right now, and he's been on fire, and so have the Guardians' bats. So I think Bieber continues to dominate, and I think at home he settles in and he has a really good outing. So I'll, I'll take a shot with the Guardians. I like them. All right, Noah? I like a bounce-back spot for the Guardians, too. They went over 3 in their first home series of the year against the Giants that we just mentioned. And with Bieber on the bump against uh, the White Sox, I, I like that matchup there. And there's some value here with the Guardians coming off three-game loss and uh, loss getting swept, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, and there's been some uh, just kind of um, players coming out of the woodwork for the Guardians performing for them. Owen Miller... He's batting 500 on the year, 14 of 28, 27 total bases in nine games played. Um, and Miles Straw batting 333, 12 for 36, four stolen bases in nine games. Everybody's darling, Stephen Kwan. I mean, he started off really hot. And in the Giants series, he actually went hitless and they gave him a day off. Yeah. Um, so he, he might be rejuvenated for this first game here in the series. And then you can never go wrong with some DFS uh, shares in Jose Ramirez, 457 on the year, batting 16 for 35, 15 RBIs, 31 total bases in nine games. So I would be leaning Guardians here too. Yeah, I'll lean with the Guardians here as well. I mean, Shane Bieber, like you guys mentioned, has been looking pretty solid, especially in his last outing. Um, and again, you you have them coming off the sweep, like you mentioned, No, I think that this is a good spot for them at home. Uh, especially I don't trust Lambert on the mound here for the Chicago White Sox um, at all. So uh, I'll go with Bieber and the uh, Cleveland Guardians here uh, in their game against the Chicago White Sox after it got postponed today. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, quickly rapid fire through those three games that got postponed from Monday over here to Tuesday. Uh, guys, let's do this. Let's take one quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into this Tuesday schedule here in the MLB. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet bet feature. That's right. Same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer some change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's that time, the NBA playoffs, and SGPN is offering NBA playoffs bracket challenge. We're giving away $500 in their bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever before. And sometimes we forget to take a second to, for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you always feel like you're always on work, friends, family, and millions social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light. 
it's made to chill. Mountain Cold Refreshment, it's really made to chill. Like I said, Coors Light is cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, coming off of the break here, we have about, I don't know, about 14, 15 games here on the schedule. Uh, I think it's up to 17 now with the postponements, but we're going to dive just right into it. Guys, the first game on the board um, in the Tuesday evening slate, it's going to be the New York Yankees headed into Detroit to take on the Tigers with the pitching probables or probable pitchers for the Yankees. It's Garrett Cole. And then for the Detroit Tigers, it's going to be Tyler Alexander. Currently seeing an opening line for this game uh, with the Yankees favored minus 220 on the money line uh, with the Tigers plus 180 as the home underdogs uh, run line is at minus one and a half minus 130 for the Yankees and the over under is set at eight for this game. Uh, looking at Garrett Cold, man, he's he's had, I guess, a rough start um, to say the least. Maybe his ERA on the season right now is at 5.59. Uh, in two games so far this season, opening day uh, against the Yankees. He went four innings, gave up three earned runs. And then against the Blue Jays, five and two thirds also gave up three earned runs in that spot. Three home runs he's given up so far. Strikeout numbers aren't there either for him so far this season. He had six against the Toronto Blue Jays, three against the Red Sox. And then Tyler Alexander as well struggled against the Red Sox. Uh, um, I don't know if you could say struggle, but he, he gave up three earned runs in a five and a third inning. Uh, to them back on Tuesday, April 12th. No, I know you're the Tigers fan here. I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, Yankees coming into town to take on the Detroit Tigers as a plus 180 home underdog are the Tigers, man. What do you got for this game? So I, I like to root for players. Like, you know, I play a lot of fantasy and DFS season long stuff. Um, I've never really been a true fan of Cole. Like I'm also a Pirates fan. Um, he wasn't great with the Pirates. Then he goes over to Houston and just transforms into this pitcher. And a lot of that, you see the spin rates, the evidence yeah. is there. You, you know that he was using the sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, the, in the end of last year, uh, I think there was a lot of value going against Cole. And it's so far it has worked so far this year as well. I mean, he got bombed in the first inning against the Blue Jays with like three, three runs. Uh, and then in his last start, wasn't it the Orioles? Uh, didn't look good there either. Uh, uh, first start was against the Red Sox. Second was against the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Okay. Yeah. So the, the first inning against the Red Sox, he got bombed for three runs. That was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at PVB and there's a lot of it for this Tigers club. Uh, Jamer Condelario, he's batting 500 against Cole, four for eight with three singles and a double. Robbie Grossman, he's batting 444, four for nine, three singles and a home run. That home run was a walk-off home run last year against Cole. Um, actually, no, that was not, it was not a walk off cold did not go into the ninth. Sorry about that. Um, Tucker Barnhart batting 364, four for 11 with four singles and Dustin Garneau. Uh, there's like a little three catcher platoon between Barnhart, Garneau and, uh, Haas. 
Mm-hmm. Check out who's going to start there. I don't think it'll be Haas. Haas is usually against the lefties, but Garneau is two for eight with a home run and a single against Cole. And if you're looking for the Yankees side, Josh Donaldson's batting 375, three for eight, two singles. And he brought the rain on one ball as well against Tyler Alexander. For me, I, I think there's a lot of value on the Tigers. And then one interesting play here is DJ LeMahieu for fantasy because he's a Metro Detroit native. He's a career 280 hitter against the Tigers, and it seems like he performs better than that in every game he plays against us. He's batting 321, 9 for 28 with two doubles and a home run this year. And then Meadows, uh, his 2022, he started off hot, 4 for 417, 10 for 24. And then Miguel Cabrera, take a shot on him. He's the third best hitter for average on the Tigers right now, batting 276, and he's chasing 3,000 in, in his home park. So a lot, a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I like it, man. Uh, no, I'm oh, sorry, Dylan, what else you got? Yeah, like Noah said, I think we've gone way too high with this line. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with the Tigers on the money line at plus 180. Yes, the Yankees should be a favorite, but north of a $2 favorite is ridiculous, I think. The Yankees just lost two or three to the Orioles, and they're not really scoring runs at all. Garrett Cole, it's evident he's not the same with the spider tack, and he has a 559 ERA. And he can't even get through the fifth inning. So if he can't be, if he can't get through five innings for the Yankees, they're in for a long season, I think. Now they're going to have to travel to Detroit, where I looked at, and there's going to be 15 mile an hour winds blowing out. I don't like this spot for the Yankees at all. So give me the Tigers on the money line at plus 180. I think they went out right. Yeah, I mean, you're also getting plus money on the Tigers here at plus one and a half at plus 110 on the run line. If you like, if you want to look at it that way, I think that's the way I'm going to go here with the Tigers on the plus one and a half. And, and, you know, like we mentioned, all the things that we handicapped on Garrett Cole without having the sticky stuff, um, it, it's affected him. It's clear. And the numbers are significantly down or up, if you want to say, as far as ERA and what he's been given up as far as hits and runs and things like that. And again, the strikeout numbers aren't there because when it was with the Astros, we were seeing a lot of times where he was getting into, you know, nine, eight, nine, ten upwards of 11 plus strikeouts when he was with the Astros. And, you know, ever since he's came over to the Yankees and that sticky stuff is gone, the numbers aren't there. So especially for the strikeouts. So um, I like the Tigers here as well. I'm going to take them on the plus one and a half run line here at plus money. Um, I also do like the over in this game at eight. Like you mentioned, Dylan, if this wind is blowing out, I know it's going to be cooler temperatures like it is right now, pretty much in the Northeast, but his first two games have combined. Uh, they have 11 runs in the Red Sox uh, in his first start, and then they also had 10 runs in his last start against the Blue Jays. And then, you know, Tyler Alexander, as well in his first start, um, had eight runs given up or a total of eight runs in the game that he started against the Red Sox here. So I think that, you know, we'll see some runs being scored. I think the Tigers can put up some runs here as well against Garrett Cole. So I'll take the over eight and plus one and a half, uh, plus 110 on the run line against uh, Garrett Cole. Uh, I really like the Tigers here. I really like that run line play plus one ten plus one and a half. Love yeah. that. Um, and then just on the funny side, is there there has I've, I'm never going to feel bad for the Yankees, but there has to be a clause to get out of this Cole contract, right? I don't think there is. I mean, <laughs> that, that'll be something to look into. Um, I mean, it, it, it so far it's not been good. Yeah, it, it has. It hasn't. No. And I'm sure there's something in the contract where he has a no trade clause or something like that, because when, usually when these big contracts do come around, it's uh, you'll usually see that in their contracts, but yeah. yeah, that's a big contract that they have with uh, Garrett Cole and the Yankees. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the St. Louis Cardinals headed to Miami to take on the Marlins. Probable pitchers for this game are going to be Adam Wainwright for the St. Louis Cardinals and Jesus Lazardo 
for the Miami Marlins. Uh, quickly looking at the uh, lines here for this game that opened up. Um, currently, the Cardinals are a road favorite of minus 125 with the Marlins plus 105 as the home underdog. Uh, run line is minus one and a half plus 130 for the Cardinals. Over under is set at eight total runs for this game. Um, Adam Wainwright got off to a great start against the Pirates in his first start. Uh, he went six innings, shut out baseball, gave only gave him five hits. Got in some trouble in Milwaukee last week on the road. He went four and a third innings, gave up eight hits, four earned runs, seven strikeouts to two walks. And Jesus Lazardo, in his first start last week against the Angels in L.A., absolutely stellar. Five innings, he only gave up two hits, one earned run, and 12 strikeouts, and only gave up one walk in that game to the Angels. Uh, Dylan, let me start with you on this game, buddy. What are you thinking between the Cardinals and the Marlins here? Yeah, I'm going to take the run in the half in my pocket with the Marlins. Lazardo, he's been off to a good start, and I like the way the Marlins have been playing as late. They took three or four from the Phillies. Now they're coming back home, and I think the success continues behind one of their best pitchers. I'm not high on Wainwright. I think the age is catching up to him as well. So I, I like the home team here. I think they're be- playing better ball right now. So give me the run in a half with the Marlins at minus 130. I like it, man. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I think this season might be a, a year where you kind of want to fade Adam Wainwright on the road so far. And so far yeah. in Milwaukee, it was it was bad for him. Um, you know, maybe discontinue here in uh, Miami against the Marlins. I was leaning that way as well for this game against the uh, Marlins here and fading Adam Wainwright. Noah, what do you got for this game, man? You guys are making me nervous about Wayno because I have him season-long fantasy. I also have Jesus Lozardo season-long fantasy. So I, I like both of these guys like for the outlook of the 2022 season. Um, and the Marlins don't have um, too many uh, average hitters on the squad. So like I immediately look to the under eight, but then the Cardinals could um, – Rock Lazardo, Lazardo, left-handed pitcher, and Cardinals very right-handed uh, dominant in that lineup, and they've been just raking to start off 2022. Uh, Miguel Rojas on Miami's batting 500 against Wayno, three for six with three singles. Avisel uh, Garcia's batting 385, five for 13 with five singles against Wayno. Not a lot of good PVB there, but there's uh, the points there for the singles. Uh, 2022 stats, Jesus Sanchez, the uh, young gun for the Marlins, batting 343, 12 for 35, two bombs, 23 total bases in eight games. Joey Wendell, 333, eight for 24 with two doubles. And Jazz Chisholm, 318, seven for 22 with two homers, two triples, and two doubles. And then you can never go wrong grabbing yourself a share of Nolan Arenado, who is on an NL MVP statement tear right now to start the season, batting 433 with four home runs. He's 13 for 30 with 30 total bases. Uh, so for me, I'd be, I'd go to the spread here, plus one and a half. The Marlins, it's, pretty juicy but then again the season's a marathon so if i have to if i have one play in this game it is the plus one and a half on the marlin yeah i mean i think we can make uh arguments both ways for this for this team i i just feel like that in a spot for adam wainwright on the road i think that's where i kind of want to fade him but this line is i mean it's almost i wouldn't be surprised if this night line moves towards the marlin's direction and we come back and see in the morning that it's even money for the Marlins and minus 120 for the Cardinals or even gets to like almost a pick here. But 
I do like that pick of the plus one and a half, um, but I also do like uh, the Marlins here at plus 105 at home as underdogs. I think that this might be a game where the Marlins' bats do kind of wake up, and it does kind of make me nervous that the Cardinals also, against left-handed pitching, like you mentioned, Noah, uh, they're doing pretty well as far as far as batting average against left-handed pitchers. They are number five in the entire league in batting average against lefties at 281. So far, that which ranks number three in the National League and number five overall in the entire majors. So uh, this is going to be a fun one to watch. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the second uh, game of the double header here is between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Washington Nationals in Washington. Currently seeing a projected starter. You guys want to uh, make sure I'm right on this is that I see Merrill Kelly as a starter for the Diamondbacks. Yes. And then for the Nationals, it's going to be Joan Adon. Correct. Um, yeah. Don't see an opening line because this is probably, oh, it is going to be a game where we see back to back. Sorry, it's a double header. So probably with the batting lineups and things like that might change. So we'll kind of handicap through the game and see what side we kind of do like here. But I wouldn't be surprised to see um, the Diamondbacks possibly favored here because Joan Adon has been atrocious so far for the Nationals. Uh, let me start with uh, right there with uh, John Adon here and his two starts so far for the Washington Nationals. Hasn't been pretty. He hasn't gone five innings in either one of the games. He's given up at least four earned runs in both starts. He gave up six against the Pirates. He gave up four against the Mets in his first start. Um, and like I said, didn't make it through the didn't make it through five innings um, for Merrill Kelly here. Let me quickly pull up his numbers. He has been pretty good so far for the Arizona Diamondbacks here in two starts so far this season hasn't given up a single earned run seven hits allowed in nine and a third innings um and the Nationals or sorry the uh Diamondbacks have lost his first game where he didn't pretty much he hasn't pretty much he hasn't gotten any run support I'll just say that Diamondbacks have only scored three runs in two games that he has started for them. So um, we know how bad the Arizona Diamondbacks offense has been so far this season. But Dylan, let me start with you on this game. Merrill Kelly for the Arizona Diamondbacks versus Washington Nationals, uh, Joan Adon. Yeah, so before uh, the, the first game got canceled, I did see an opening line at Diamondbacks minus 120 and Nationals at about even money. But no, no official play for me. I did make the D-backs a slight favorite on on my line at a minus 103. I like Kelly. I think there's going to be some times in the season where we're going to be able to take advantage at a good price. But at minus 20, I, I can't back a, a D-backs team whose best hitter is only hitting 213. Like you said, there's just no run support for him. He is a good pitcher. He, he pitched really good against the Mets the other day. And they probably should have won that game. So mm. I I do slightly lean to the D-backs, but anywhere over a minus 110, it's going to be a play on the Nationals for me. So small lean on the D-backs. Noah, what do you got? I think uh, the Nationals might be a public play, seeing the plus 100 there. And uh, the the Diamondbacks, uh, let's just say this. You're, you're the NBA guy. What it, we have two games here that are just toilet bowl games. Can we get a play in game or like a play in tournament between the D backs nationals and the <laughs> Orioles athletics? Do you think that would work? Uh, I'm not sure how many people will actually watch that. Uh, watch that game, <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll try to make a phone call to MLB and see if we can get that done. 
All right, sweet. So there's one guy that I am keeping an eye on for this game, mm-hmm. Joanna Don, the right-hander. Um, so we should see Arizona Diamondbacks Seth Beer in this lineup. Uh, he's batting 381, 8 for 21 in 2022 so far. He was legit for Clemson. I'm a big college baseball fan. Uh, and he's the best hitter for average and power on the Diamondbacks as of right now. But they don't start him every day. The team's batting 152. This is a guy that can just ignite your lineup. You got to play him. Uh, the, I'm talking to the Diamondbacks. And if he does play, I do like him as a play for DFS. And then with the Nationals, Josh Bell, he's batting 350 on the year, 14 for 40 with two home runs and 10 RBIs. It, it, it's it's slim pickings with both of these teams on offense, but you can't go wrong with a Juan Soto share as well. He's batting 289, 11 for 38 with three home runs. Um, my lean would be D-backs here to win the game. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to f- – I think this might be a spot where maybe the diamond bot diamond back, sorry. Uh, the bats may wake up a little bit because I I've last two games, I've taken the first five over against Adon's uh, opponents, which were um, the teams that I mentioned just went off my screen. But like I said, he's given up four earned runs each, at least through five innings. So I think this might be a, a way to look for the diamond backs here. Maybe a first five diamond backs is worth a look as well. Um, you know, Merrill Kelly, like we talked about, he's been pretty good for the Diamondbacks so far. Uh, he gets a start here. So I think that first five play might be a way for me to attack this game between these two squads um, tomorrow afternoon as, as a second part of the doubleheader between these two teams. You guys have anything else for this game? No. All no, right. I just I don't know if I would watch the play-in tournament either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me neither, man. I mean, those are, God, uh, I don't know where to start with those four teams. Uh, Guys, let's do this. Let's take uh, one more break here. We'll come back, and then we'll get into the 7 o'clock Eastern time games here on this Tuesday night schedule in the MLB. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose a number of then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that the only they are the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with one tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPMLB. And Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPMLB when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Ross are brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. 
AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovers athletic greens. Has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's right, over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is, see, is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online, it's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break here, let's dive into the next game of the night. Maybe you'll see a lot of offense in this game. It's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays headed to Fenway Park to take on the Boston Red Sox, where we see currently probable pitchers listed for both teams as Kikuchi for the Toronto Blue Jays, Nathan Avaldi for the Boston Red Sox. Um, both of these pitchers have kind of struggled uh, so far to start the season, to say the least. Kikuchi in one start so far this season against the Yankees. He only lasted three and a third, where he gave up five hits. Two earned runs, three earned run, three runs allowed in that game. The uh, Yankees won that game for nothing. And then for the uh, Red Sox, Nathan Ovaldi has been mediocre as well. Um, he has two starts so far this season, only gone five innings in both of those starts. He's allowed uh, three earned runs against the Yankees, two against the uh, Detroit Tigers in five innings as well. He's given up four home runs so far. Um, he's allowed nine hits and four of them have been for the, the, the long ball here in his start so far. Um, and both these pitchers going back to last season has struggled against the opponent, uh, Kikuchi last season, uh, against the Red Sox. He, uh, went four and two thirds innings, gave up six hits, five of them, uh, six hits, five earned runs, three walks to one strikeout, only three, six, the batting average was for the Red Sox, three sixteen. He did allow two home runs. Nathan Navaldi also struggled against the uh, Blue Jays last year. Um, he had an ERA in starts, or let me check his uh, splits here against the Blue Jays. Um, 11 in a third inning pitch, gave up 11 hits, seven earned runs. Blue Jays were batting 250 against him, only had eight strikeouts, did give up three walks in that 11 innings. So two pitchers that are kind of struggling here, guys. Where Do we see some fireworks here tomorrow in Fenway Park? Dylan, let me start with you, man. What are you thinking? 
Well, I don't see any lines posted yet for this game, but I did make the Red Sox a minus 130 favorite. I set my total around 9.1. So hopefully we get another nine and a half and I could go under that because like you said, Eovaldi's been struggling. Kikuchi, he's been struggling. And surprisingly, the Red Sox, they've, they've been opening up as a large favorites for most of their games. And yeah. they, haven't been ca- they haven't been cashing. So I don't know. It depends on what the line opens up at. But if we get north of a plus 130, I think I'll be on the Blue Jays. I trust their lineup a little more. And Kikuchi in spots last year with the Mariners, he was, he was really good in the, in the first five. So maybe look to a first five plus a half a run with the Blue Jays on the road. So some of the uh, likes that I like. Yeah, I do see an opening line of for this game as a minus okay. 145 favorite for the Red Sox with plus 125 coming back on the Blue Jays. Uh, over under set at nine and a half with the juice to the under at minus one twenty. Um, I, I think that Malcolm did mention this in our in our Slack channel here that uh, the Red Sox's four victories have come against left-handed pitching, um, and they've struggled against uh, right-handed pitching. I think today was another example of that. So uh, maybe something to keep in mind for the betters as well that the Red Sox are you know winning against left-handed pitching like Kikuchi is. So. Um, uh, Noah, what do you got for this game, man? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to add. I mean, I opened up the show with this. Toronto seems very lovable, like to start this year. And when you see that plus sign next to Toronto money line, I think a lot of people are going to get attracted to that. Um, I I love Dylan's numbers, but I think this is one where you just gotta you gotta trust that Vegas opened this one higher because they're trying to get some more action on Toronto. Um, for me. DFS and fantasy wise, Xander Bogarts is batting 500, three for six, two bogey bombs and a single against Kikuchi. Bobachette's batting 417 against Evaldi, five for 12, a bow blast and four singles. Uh, Lourdes Guriel Jr., he's now batting the cleanup spot because of Teoscar Hernandez's injury. He's batting 400, four for 10 with a home run and three singles. Uh, JD Martinez is batting 333, two for six with two two jumbo dongs. Those are both of his hits against Kikuchi. Kevin uh, Biggio, uh, check and see if he's starting because he's not a normal starter for them, but he's batting 286 off of Evaldi, two for seven, but two Biggio bombs. So, and then look at the 2022 stats to open up the season. It's still like a week and a half long, so it's a good uh, ratio, not too large, not too small. Uh, Devers, he's opened up the season batting 368, 14 for 38, two homers, 23 total bases. That is not counting the uh, 8-3 loss to Minnesota that is today. We're recording that about an hour after that game went final. Verdugo, he's hitting 309 for 30 with three doogie dingers. And then there's tons of opportunity in this Blue Jays lineup, but I really like Raimel Tapia for the whole week here. I picked him up for season-long fantasy. He fills in for Teoscar Hernandez. He's a left-handed hitter. Don't book me on this, but I think Toronto plays six games this week in all uh, of their games, they're facing six right-handed hitters. So I loved that pickup, and he might not be a bad DFS play. I like it. Yeah, I think this might oh, be. I'm a... on Boston uh, uh, money line, maybe run line as well. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I I want to lean towards Boston here, but I just feel like uh, again checking the weather report tomorrow is going to be crucial for me on this uh, over here. I think that my number might come down to my uh, to nine if that total does. I might take the over. Um, I think that this is going to be a series where we see the um, see some offense 
uh, between these two squads because they have the hitters and um, on both sides, like we've talked about, especially with the Blue Jays um, and Red Sox have been doing well against at least as a team batting average against left-handed pitching so far this season. So definitely keep that in mind. Um, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the Pittsburgh Pirates headed to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Seeing probable pitchers for the Pirates going to be JT Brubaker and for the Milwaukee Brewers. It's going to be Corbin Burns um, checking the opening line for this game. Uh, Milwaukee, as they should be, are a minus 255 favorite in this game with plus 205 on the Pittsburgh Pirates money line. Currently seeing a total of seven and a half for this game. Uh, run line minus one and a half, minus 125 for the Brewers and plus one, plus one and a half plus 105 on the run line for the Pirates. Uh, Brubaker has been absolutely atrocious so far for the Pirates, to say the least. Hasn't reached um, five innings. The first start against the Cardinals, he went three innings, gave up four earned runs off of four hits. And then in the second start against the Washington Nationals, uh, he only went four and a third inning, gave up five hits, four earned runs. So he's given up four earned runs before he's even reached the fifth inning for the uh, Pirates. For uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, like I said, Corbin Burns is on the mound. Uh, first start, he was okay against the, the Chicago Cubs. Five innings, gave up five, uh, four hits, three earned runs off of those. Uh, last start against the Orioles, he was absolutely dominant. Cy Young form, seven inning pitch, seven innings pitch, three hits, zero earned runs allowed, eight strikeouts, so eight strikeouts to one walk for him. Um, and Pirates again, the offense has been. Good against subpar pitching, but against elite pitching, I don't think has been that good. But Dylan, let me start with you on this game. Brubaker versus uh, Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Yeah, I got the opening opening total at seven, so I went over there. I still like over at seven and a half. My line's at seven seven point seven. I think we see some runs given up by Brubaker. Like yeah. you said, he's been atrocious. So especially early on. So maybe you want to jump on Brewers first five minus a half if the if the juice isn't that much. But I you gotta expect Burns is gonna be on the mound and you gotta imagine him going long into this game. He didn't have the best first start, but I think he's starting to turn things around, get a little momentum on the side. And bats actually have uh woken up a little bit for the Brewers. So I think it's a good time to bounce on them, especially against a bad pirate team. So I think we see a high scoring game. So I'm gonna go over seven, over seven and a half. I like it, man. Uh, yeah, my play was going to be the first five team total over for the Brewers. And like you yeah. mentioned, that he's given up four earned runs and within those first three to four innings in his first two starts, respectively. So I think that's if you're, if you're a money line or run line player, that might be a way to look on the Brewers if you want a cheaper price. Um, Noah, what do you got for this game? Um, I, I like the over as well. I think a lot of people will think a uh, Brubaker opening day starter for the Pirates. I personally dislike him. Um, and then Burns on the mound, they're going to think in seven and a half, and it kind of opens up a little low, and they're thinking Burns is going to shut him down. I like the over seven and a half here. Um, and there's not a whole lot of offense to go with it. Um, but that's just like a field play for me. That's the only thing that I would be comfortable taking in this game. Victor Caratini 
check and see if he starts. He's not a typical starter for them. He's batting 500 against Brew Baker, four for eight, two singles, a double, and a home run. Brian Reynolds, he's batting 354 against Burns. He's a switch hitter, four for 11, a double, and three singles. Jace Peterson, again, not an everyday starter for the Brewers. He's two for six, batting 333, a single, and a home run. Check and see if he starts to play. Uh, and him in DFS. And then Christian Yelich, he's batting 286, two for seven, a single, and a Yelly bomb. Um, and then in 2022, looking at uh, the stats, I like Cabrian Hayes. He's batting 400 so far this year. He's 12 for 30 with three doubles. He wouldn't be a bad DFS player as, as well. Yeah, I like it, man. I think that, yeah, there's some value here on the over, especially probably maybe a Brewers team total. And like you mentioned, the Pirates have some of the bats there have been on fire as of late, and maybe that momentum carries a year against uh, Milwaukee. But again, Corbin Burns, Cy Young winner. Um, has been looking at least pretty good in his last start. So maybe he can carry that momentum here in his first or start here against um, the Pirates at home. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the San Francisco Giants in New York to take on the Mets. I think they did schedule this as a doubleheader as well. Uh, Seeing Logan Webb on the mound in that second part of the doubleheader, uh, starting for the San Francisco Giants, New York Mets will trot out Max Scherzer out there. Uh, Do not see opening line yet because of the doubleheader, but Logan Webb for the San Francisco Giants uh, has been pretty solid so far, man. Uh, two starts so far this season, 1-0 and with a 1.29 ERA. He's allowed one earned run each in both of those starts. Eight innings pitched in his last start against the San Diego Padres. He only gave up one earned run as well against the Marlins. Uh, back on fa- Friday, February, sorry, Friday, April 8th, six innings, five hits uh, allowed. Um, and then for Max Scherzer, so far this season, last start against the Phillies, he gave up uh, one earned run in five innings pitched. Got off to a little, maybe a rough start against the uh, Washington Nationals in his first start on Friday, April 8th as well. Uh, six innings, gave up three earned runs, but he is 2-0 and so far with a 3.27 ERA. Uh, Dylan, let me start with you on this game. The San Francisco Giants with Logan Webb on the mound against Max Scherzer and the Mets. Yeah, I got um, I got the Mets at a minus one twenty five favorite in this spot, so I'm going to be on the Mets. Mad Max, he's going to be on the bump, and like you said, he's looked great in his first two starts. Logan Webb has also looked good, but I think the way the Mets have been swinging the bat, I think they're the right side. A little biased because I am I obviously am a Met fan, but <laughs> Lindor, Marte, Alonso, Escobar, he's been a great addition as well. He's been getting on base, so. I'm going to ride with the better pitcher and I think the better lineup right now. So I'm going to take the Mets on the money line. All right. No, what do you got for this game? So there's two games, in my opinion, that are appointment TV tonight. Uh, 7-10, Giants, Mets. That is one of them. We have Logan Webb and Max Scherzer. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. Scherz dog, when he was with the Tigers, uh, he's got the three-quarter angle. I love those guys. That's personally how I throw on the mound right now. Scherzer's 2-0, 327 ERA, 13 strikeouts on the year. And Logan Webb coming off a seven-strikeout outing through uh, eight innings. And then they almost gave it away for him in the ninth. They had the bases loaded with one out, and Duvall had a trouble, troubling time getting the save. I like a first five under. That might be juicy. I don't know. Uh, we'll see when that comes out. Personally, I would be leaning towards the Giants. I think they're really hot right now. Webb, one two nine ERA. Um, and my roommate, that might be a little bit biased. My roommate's a huge Giants uh, fan. Webb and Scherzer, this is going to be a, a great game. I, I like the under maybe for the whole game. We'll see. Um, Crawford, he's batting 333 against Scherzer, 7 for 21, 
He has two cross shots, three doubles, and two singles. Tommy Lastella, he's batting 333, four for 12 with a home run and three singles. Brandon Belt, he's batting 286, four for 14, two triples, a double, and a single. And then looking at 2022 stats, um, Jeff McNeil for the Mets, he's batting 344, 11 for 32 with a home run, 10 singles this year. And then Brandon Belt in 2022, he's batting 345, 10 for 29 with three captain belt bombs and a double. And then Jack Peterson, he's a platoon player. I expect him to start against Scherzer, though. He's batting 364 on the year, eight for 22 with two jack jams. So um, my lean would be under on first five. Well, my bet would be under on first five and lean under for the entire game. Dylan, do you have a projection on total for this game? Yeah, my total 7.8. Okay. Um, yeah, I would rather lean towards the under as well in this game. I, I'm thinking it probably comes out, what, seven and a half? Would probably be my guess where it comes out. I wouldn't be surprised to see a seven, but then that just kind of creates some value on the over according to Dylan's number. But, you know, those two pitchers have been stellar so far this season, um, especially Logan Webb, man. I think that if this number comes out, there's some value here on the Giants. I wouldn't be surprised to be on the Giants here um, if it's a good number. But, I mean, it's kind of hard fading Max Scherzer, especially with the way you know he's, he's pitched throughout his career. So I, I agree with you, Noah, about the under in this game. Um, it seems like an obvious play, but I think at the, at the right number, you probably want to take the under, uh, possibly if it's a 7.5 in this game. I could see um, both of these guys going eight strong. It's a high, Yeah, it's a possibility. I, I do think that is possible for, mm-hmm. for both of these guys, and especially – in his last start, I think Logan Webb did go eight innings uh, before for the Giants. So, yeah, he, he can do it for sure. And he's very economical, right? He's very efficient as well with his pitches. Yeah. Which count doesn't get that high as well. And they pulled him with like 82 because they're trying to they're trying to work him through the full year because he's like a second-year yeah. rookie. So, But I'm a huge fan of Webb early. Yeah, man, I like it. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the Tampa Bay Rays headed to Chicago to take on the Cubs. Probable pitchers for this game looks like Josh Fleming for the Tampa Bay Rays and Justin Steele for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, let me see. There is a opening line for this game. I currently see. Let me. I do not see one. Probably waiting for the um, win factor in this game I, before they post. I anything. do think. Do you see anything? Uh, so I I see on MLB.com. I see a, D, a TBD for Tampa Bay. Okay. So it was either Fleming or I also saw that Drew Rasmussen might be up for a start here too. Okay. Um, so that's probably why there's no opening. Okay. So let, we could just handicap Justin Steele then. Uh, so far this season, he's been pretty good for the Cubs so far. Uh, 2-0 and in his starts are the Cubs. Uh, he's gone five innings against the Milwaukee Brewers. Back on April 9th, five innings, uh, four hits, zero earned runs allowed, five strikeouts, one walk. And his second start in Coors Field, he went four and a third inning, gave up five hits and only two earned runs, especially in that ballpark. That's that's pretty special. He's a left-handed uh, pitcher for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Um, Dylan, let me start with you on this game. Um, I don't, don't have a definite pitcher for this game so far for the uh, Rays, but uh, what do you got for this game? Yeah, no lines posted, like you said, but uh, I probably, off a of bounce back, I probably would lean the Rays. I, Anything over a minus 130, though, I think you're starting to see some, you would start to see some value on the Cubs because Justin Steele has pitched well against the Rockies. 
at Colorado as well and against Milwaukee, two pretty good ball clubs right now. So, um, and for the total, you, you know, I don't know who's pitching. So I got to see that first before I hit a number, but I would expect the pitcher's duel depending on who pitches. So maybe lean towards the under as well. Rays have been having trouble scoring the ball. So uh, those are just notes, little notes I have. I don't really handicap this game because I don't, I didn't know who was going to pitch and there was no lines. Yeah. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? Yeah, personally, uh, Justin Sealy's uh, relatively new to the league, so there's no pitcher versus batter stats on either Steele or Rasmussen or Fleming. Um, and personally, I'm going to fade the Cubs coming out of Coors because uh, they were hitting it really well in Coors. And typically, like when you get adjusted to the climate and uh, the pitches don't dance as much in Colorado in the Mile High City, um, you come back home and sure they're they're hosting here, but the Cubs, I like I like to fade the teams that are leaving Coors. So like either the Rockies on the road or the teams returning back home whenever. Uh, or just leaving for another road trip, if that makes any sense of my rambling here. Um, uh, so, like I said, no PVB. So that tells me I like the under as well, just because it's new arms that they're that the players are seeing. And uh, Steelers looked really well. And when you're pitching in cores, oftentimes you give up the long balls, but he kept them at, at relatively low scoring. It was a respectable performance from the guy in his first appearance in cores. Um, for me, just looking at the 2022 stats, Wanda Franco. He's always going to be a play in DFS. He's batting 381, 16 for 42 with 23 total bases in 10 games. Um, Manuel Margo, he's actually batting 367, 1130. This might be a breakout year for him. This is a he's he's in a nice spot in the raise order. He's either batting uh, leadoff against lefties, or uh, I think he was six or seven. And that's a nice spot to pick up a couple of RBIs on this on this raised lineup. Um, and then personally, I played say a Suzuki a lot. He's on my uh, season long fantasy team here. Yeah. Um, he he's typically been around like the low 4K range, and anything under 5K is just huge value for this kid who could turn into superstar. I know I have him as my NL Rookie of the Year. I know Sean Green has him as his NL Rookie of the Year. I went and saw him on opening day here in Pittsburgh. He hit two bombs. That was a, a great performance from the kid. Um, so I'm I'm taking him every day until he cools off. He's batting 400, 10 for 25. His four C is on the year, 24 total bases. And he has nine walks with nine strikeouts. So he's going to strike out a little bit, but he has great at bats and he, he works himself into good hitters counts where he's either taking advantage of meat of balls when they're coming into the strike zone yeah, or he's yeah. getting these walks. And then Ian Happ's not a bad play either batting 346 on the year nine for 26. So my play is the Rays fading the Cubs out of Coors and I would be on the under here. Yeah, a lot of great information there from DFS purposes. Again, if you are a DFS player, listen to Noah. for He brings a fire for every single game so far uh, that we've done on these pots throughout the season. So uh, I think we're all leading the Rays here. Uh, we'll find out who the starting pitcher is tomorrow. Uh, but right now, I think we said it is TBD for the Rays and Justin Steele on the mound for the Cubs. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the Los Angeles Angels in Houston to take on the Astros, where I'm seeing projected pitchers up. Patrick Sandoval for the uh, Angels and Framber Valdez for the uh, Houston Astros. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, one start so far this season, which came against the Miami Marlins last Tuesday. He went four innings, gave up three hits, one run in that game. Uh, the Angels did win that game four to three over the Marlins. And then Framber Valdez over his um, first two starts has been really solid for the Astros. 
he's gone total of nine and two thirds inning, only allowed four hits, one earned run in those nine and two thirds innings so far. Uh, and they have not much given him a lot of run support in these games so far. Uh, they did score three against the Angels in that first game. They won that game with his last game against the Diamondbacks. They only scored two runs where the Diamondbacks did lose, sorry, win that game uh, three to two, but um, it was a no decision for Framber Valdez. But Dylan, let me start with you on this game. Um, I'm sorry, let me see the opening line for this game first here. Framber Valdez minus 150 for the Astros, plus 130 back for Patrick Sandoval and the Angels. Uh, over under is set at eight and a half with a little bit of juice to the under at minus 115. Run line, I'm currently seeing minus one and a half for the Astros at plus 130. Plus one and a half run line for the Angels is minus 150. Uh, with that being said, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, no strong feeling for this one. I do like Framber Valdez in this spot, but the line is just kind of way too high for me. Astros have actually struggled as of late, only winning two of their last five, while the Angels, they're going in the opposite direction. They've won four of their last five. So two teams going in the opposite directions, and – if people do want to take a chance on the Angels, I wouldn't blame them or talk them out of it. But uh, as for the total, my line is 8.6. So a small lean towards the over. The Angels have actually been putting up some runs. So that's that's my um, that's my take on the total. As for the side, nothing on the money line. I guess you could take a shot on the Astros covering the run line. I needed a plus 110, and it's at a plus 140, I think you just said. So yeah. I, I just don't know. It, they're just struggling right now, the Astros. So I don't I don't really know if I could trust them to cover the run line. All right. Noah, what do you got? Yeah, I'm right there with Dylan. Uh, the Astros just came off a series with the Diamondbacks and uh, just winning two of their last five, I believe the stat was, is not very confident. And with a lot of the stats that I'm about to read here, it doesn't give me much confidence in the Astros either because this Angels team loves seeing Valdez pitching. I know they had only two runs against him in that first start, but when we saw this open that opening day, I was on the Angels because I saw value or I was we were fading the Angels because we saw value in the Astros. The Astros, I mean, it's the same pitchers matchup as the the two opening day starters. Um, I believe the Angels were minus 110 and the Astros were plus 120. And I locked up the Astros and I think uh, Malcolm did as well. Mm-hmm. You see the opening lines here. I see Astros minus 150, Angels plus 130. I see the value on the Angels side now. And a lot of these numbers I read off in that opening day podcast as well. And I'm going to stick to them because I believe in this method. Uh, I absolutely love Taylor Ward. He's coming off of injury and he's batting 506 at bats with a home run. And against Val, that was for the 2022 season. And against Valdez, he's four for eight with three singles and a triple. We should give him for cheap in DFS. Ward is a must roster, in my opinion. He can get you hits and steal you bags. Um, Jared Walsh is leading the team in batting average, hitting 355 with two home runs and 17 total bases. And against Valdez, he's hitting 404 for 10 with two singles, a double, and a home run. Anthony Rendon's batting 385, five for 13, three singles, a double, and a bomb. Max Stassi batting 375, three for eight with three singles. David Fletcher batting 269, seven for 26 with six single, six singles and a double. Brandon Marsh batting 250 with two for eight, two singles. And Joe Adele batting 250, three for 12 with a single, a double, and a triple. So just everything to love on this Angels lineup. And then uh, Kyle Tucker going up against a lefty, keep in mind, but he is batting 667, four for six with a single, a double, and two nukes against Sandoval. 
Martin Maldonado is always a nice punt DFS against a good with a good Astros lineup. He's able to pick up RBIs for you. He's three for six, three singles. And then Jordan Alvarez, check to see if he's playing because I know he had a negative COVID test. So I yeah, would he's think, in. I would think he's going to start. So um, Jordan actually has two home runs against uh, Sandoval as well. So that would be uh, my play. I like the Angels, but there's a lot to love fantasy wise on this game. Yeah, I think this might be another series where we see a lot of runs being put up. Uh, I think the Astros, this is going to be actually their home opening series. They had their first nine games on the road so far this season, uh, did the Astros. So they're finally back home and opening up against the Angels. So they have a lot of success against this team. I think they're, I think I read that there were 14 and seven against them over their last 21 games, I believe. So, um, yeah, you said Valdez has struggled against the uh, Angels. So this might be a spot where you might want to, might be able to steal one with the Angels at plus money at plus 130. Um, and also keep in mind, Mike Trout is going to be out of this um, lineup probably for a few days or at least a week uh, with that hand injury. He got hit by a pitch uh, over the weekend against the Rangers, I believe. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. Um, but I will lean with the uh, uh, I'll lean with the Angels at the plus one and a half price here. Um, it's a little juicy at plus one fifty. Sorry, minus one fifty. But I think that uh, against left-handed pitching so far this season, that the um, Los Angeles Angels are number three in the entire league. In hits, uh, the batting average isn't there against lefties, but I think that's this might be a spot where they can get to Valdez like they did last season. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night here, guys. We have the Minnesota Twins headed into Kansas City to take on the Royals. Uh, projected starting pitchers are Chris Archer for the Minnesota Twins and, let's see, Carlos Hernandez for the Kansas City Royals. Um Seen an opening line for this game of minus 120 for the Minnesota Twins with uh, even money coming back on the Royals here. Uh, the Chris Archer had his first start against the Dodgers back last Tuesday, where he was pretty good against them. He went four innings, gave up only two hits. Uh, the Tiger, sorry, the Twins did lose that game seven to two eventually. The bullpen pretty much gave it up for them. Uh, Carlos Hernandez, rough start for him against the Guardians uh, back on. April 11th on Monday, he went four and a third innings, gave up six hits, four earned runs, um, one strikeout to two walks. Uh, this was a guy that was, I think, struggling coming out of spring training as well. We discussed him earlier. Uh, so far, a whip of 1.85. But Dylan, let me start with you on this game. Uh, Chris Archer on the mound for the Twins as they go into Kansas City to take on the Royals with Carlos Hernandez on the mound. Yeah, I actually have the Royals favorite in this matchup. So give me the plus price here with them. I think the books maybe have this line reversed because of how poorly Hernandez looked in his last start. Four innings, he had four runs on six hits, two walks. But I think as a bounce back start here at home against the Twins. And besides today, when the Twins scored all these runs, I, the Twins actually have struggled to score some runs. So give me the home puppy in this one. I like the Royals here. All right. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm right there with Dylan. Um, the Twins have not been great offensively. Uh, they don't have a current starter batting above two, 250 um, batting average-wise, and there's not a lot of uh, offense or PVB to love in this matchup. Carlos Santana is 7 for 18, five singles, a double, and he has more walks than strikeouts against Chris Archer. And then Benintendi and Nicky Lopez in 2022 are batting above 345, and Benintendi does have a bomb this season. So I do like the Royals, um, and I would probably lean under in this one too. Not, uh, not too, like, 
I mean, great pitchers, but the under does seem in play just looking at the teams and offenses here. Yeah, I'm not sure I can touch or trust either one of these pitchers. I know Chris Archer had a great start against the Dodgers, but against that bullpen for the Minnesota Twins hasn't been that great. I mean, they gave up two late runs against the Red Sox today as well. Um, and again, Carlos Hernandez in his first start against the Guardians, four and a third inning, like I mentioned, gave up four earned runs. So I don't have much of this game. If I had a lean, uh, I'd probably go with the Twins, but I probably won't be playing this game uh, and also lean towards uh, the under or uh, maybe a first five over, and then maybe the offense is kind of cool off. But um, definitely check our picks over on Tally side over on our website to see the updated ones for this game. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night, guys. We have the Philadelphia Phillies headed into uh, Coors Field to take on the Rockies, a battle of the Kyles here. Kyle Gibson. On the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. For the Rockies, it'll be uh, Kyle Freeland. Uh, checking the opening numbers for this game. Uh, Kyle Gibson is favored, minus 130 on the mound for the Phillies. And then Kyle Freeland, plus 110 home underdog. Currently seeing an over-under of 11 runs in this game. Minus one and a half, plus 115 on the run line for the Phillies. And on the take back is plus one and a half, minus 135 for the Rockies here. Um, both of these pitchers, uh, at least... Um, Gibson, I, I'll say this, that he's been pretty stellar at home on the teams that he's been with, right? With the Rangers, he was pretty good. Last season with the Phillies, he was good. This start, uh, his first start this season against the Oakland A's at home, he was really good. Seven innings pitched, two hits allowed. But he got, you know, in some trouble against the Marlins uh, in Miami in that game. Four and two-thirds inning, he gave up five hits, four and runs. And you guys know the with Kyle Freeland. I mean, he's just been atrocious so far to start the season. He's given up five earned runs in both of his starts so far. Nine innings pitch, uh, 10 earned runs, seven strikeouts of four walks, only given up one home run. But again, he's given up a lot of hits. His whip is at 2.00 so far this season. So uh, I would lean towards the over in this game. Uh, actually do want to check the uh, weather report as usual. But Dylan, let me kick it to you first. Uh, who do you like in this game between the Phillies and the Rockies? Yeah, I like the Rockies here. I don't think we're valuing how good the Rockies are at home compared to on the road. Freeland didn't have his best start, but the Phillies are in a bad space right now, almost getting swept by the Marlins. Now they have to travel all the way to Colorado. And as much as I think Gibson is a good pitcher, and I did make the Phillies a slight favorite, only up to a minus 105, I think we're just a little high on them where I think we have some value on the Rockies. So I'm going to take the Rockies on the plus run and a half, and I'll also take them on the money line. All right. Uh, Noah, what do you got? Again, siding with Dylan here. I like the Rockies here. Um, they're always a great stack in DFS. The one play that you could entertain as a Philly fan, if you are one, is uh, Jean, Se- Jean Segura. He's batting 444, four for nine with two singles, uh, uh, two home runs. And in 2022, he's batting 282 with two home runs as well. So that's against Kyle Freeland. But on the Rocky side, I love this. Um, all I love the Rockies, Connor Joe, Diaz, Bryant should all start against Gibson and in 2022 they're all hitting above 300 and then CJ Crone is batting 297 with five home runs this year and then against Gibson he's batting 286 four for 14 with three singles and one ball that was sent into the Crone zone so the Rockies would be my play here I like that here we go so Rockies here and I do lean with the over in this game uh, maybe a Rockies team total might be a worth to look here as well for the uh for this game against Kyle Gibson 
Um, moving over to the next game of the night, I do not see a projected or picture for the Baltimore Orioles. If you guys want to check that for me, but for the Oakland A's, I do see Cole Irvine. Um, let me get into. Cole. I see Jordan Lyles for the Orioles. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Let me pull that. Let me start with Cole Irvine here. Uh, left-handed pitcher for the Oakland A's, uh, two starts so far this season. He has struggled. He has a 5.40 ERA so far on this season. Uh, first start against the Phillies, five and a third inning, gave up seven hits, four earned runs, did give up three home runs in that game to the Phillies in his last start against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, six and a third inning, gave up three earned runs and uh, off of five hits in that game, gave up one home run. Um, uh, let me, Dylan, why don't you start with this game here first, and then I'll try to pull up uh, Jordan Lyle's uh, stats here for the multiple. I players. actually I actually saw Keegan Aiken. Okay. So I, I don't know. It does say TBD right now, so it could be a toss-up between the two. But I did make the A's the favorite in this spot. And interesting stat for if you guys are looking for the side in the game or the total, excuse me, the Orioles, you bet the overs for the Orioles year, it's been a, you've been bankrupt because they're the unders are eight Oh and one. So they've been winning a few games, but, and the bullpen has actually been surprising. They've been keeping them in games. It's just, I worry with the bats. Can they get there for me with the bats? But, uh, I, I would lean maybe A's. The total, it, it's hard to determine the total when you don't have a starting pitcher up. So I don't really have any notes on that. But I would lean athletics. They are swinging the bat really well right now. Yeah, I don't have much for this game either. No, you got anything for this game? So prior to the final game against New York in their series, the Orioles had played eight games and only scored 16 total runs. So that they were averaging two runs a game. So yeah. the offense is not great. Um as for the athletics, their offense has been surprising this year. Yeah. Uh, caught me off guard. Caught, I think, Malcolm off guard as well. I mean, a lot. I'm, I've heard it. Everyone. I've, I've thrown it around <laughs> on this podcast. I, I called them a minor league lineup, but they are they are hitting the ball very well. Tony Kemp in 2022 is batting 303, 10 for 33. All 10 hits of hits are singles. And then against I, I grabbed stats against Jordan Lyles. If it's Aiken, who knows? Um, but Jed Lowry against Lyles is batting 417, 5 for 12, 5 singles. Elvis Andrews, he's batting 367, 11 for 30, 9 singles and 2 doubles. And then Sean Murphy is batting 313, 5 for 16, 3 singles, a double, and a home run. That could be a very contrarian stack there for the athletics because that's ballsy to play some athletics DFS guys. So. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm still seeing a uh, TBD and then I'm seeing Aiken on one side and I'm seeing Lyles on another side as well. So <laughs> I don't have much for this game. Again, like I said, make sure to check our picks over on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MLB picks. Once a pitcher is decided for both of our, for at least for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, three games left on the schedule here, guys. It's kind of rapid fire through this if we can. Uh, for the first game, we have the Cincinnati Reds headed into San Diego. To take on the Padres, where I'm seeing uh, probable pitchers of San Martin for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, Joe Musgrove for the San Diego Padres. Uh, checking to see an uh, opening line for this game. Uh, Padres are the favorite at minus 180, plus 155 for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, over under set at seven and a half at minus 115. Um, Dylan, I'll start with you on this game. We talked about San Martin on our last pod. I think you and I were together. Yeah. We weren't very impressed with him, but he had a solid outing. 
against the Dodgers uh, on last Thursday on April 14th. Five innings, shutout baseball. You only gave up two hits, but what are you thinking for this game? Yeah, I, I was wondering when you were naming this game, I was like, I thought me and Munaf, we did send Mars last pod. Do you, do you, I didn't see lines posted. What's the, um, what's the odds for Padres minus one and a half? Uh, plus 110. Yeah, give me that. I needed a minus 105 to take them on the run line. I just think the Padres, they're actually even they're not that they're not struggling without Fernando Tatis. So yeah. I think adding Luke Voigt, it's helped them. Eric Hosmer, he's come to life. He's hitting really well. Uh, and the Reds, they're abysmal. They're really a bad team right now. They just got swept by the Dodgers. And and as good as San Martin did pitch in his last outing against the Dodgers, I just can't trust him right now. So I would lean over and I would take the Padres on the run line. Yeah, I was thinking Padres here at minus one and a half as well, uh, at plus money especially. Uh, I just don't trust the San Martin here uh, for the Cincinnati Reds. And again, they they haven't been very good so far this season. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game, man? Um, for me, I'd probably lean towards a prop that I like for the most this game. Okay. Um, both the Reds and Padres, I'm not too comfortable with either squad going up against each other because San Martin did surprise me in his last outing against yeah. the Dodgers. Um, look for Hosmer and Machado. They're both bopping over 315, but no signs of power for either one of them so far this season. And in 2022, Kyle Farmer's batting 303, 10 for 33 with three doubles. Against Joe Musgrove, Joey Votto is batting 389, 7 for 18, two singles, three doubles, and two home runs. But the prop that I like, you should be able to get good value on this. Mustakas has not had a great year so far. I believe he's batting actually under 200, but he's four for 10 against Joe, Mus- Joe Musgrove and he has three moose bombs and he's wow. got a single as well. So uh, look for like total bases maybe, or yeah. if you're, if you're taking the gamble, go with a home run for moose Sockers. Yeah. Especially since he's been struggling, you might be able to get a juicy price on him. 100%. Um, and definitely going to be at plus money if you get over one and a half on his total basis. So definitely look out for that. That's a good call there. Uh, Noah, um, two games left on the schedule here, boys. Uh, let's go with the Rangers headed to Seattle. The take on the Mariners. Well, I'm seeing probable pictures of John Gray for the Texas Rangers, Robbie Ray um, for the uh, Seattle Mariners here. Uh, checking the opening line for this game. I see that Robbie Ray is favored minus 150 for the Mariners. John Gray plus 130 for the Texas Rangers over under a set at seven and a half uh, run line minus one and a half plus 130. For the Mariners and plus one and a half for the Rangers at minus one fifty. Uh, John Gray in his first start this season uh, was on Friday, April eighth against the Toronto Blue Jays. He went four innings, allowed three hits, three earned runs in that span, four strikeouts and two walks. Hasn't started a game since then. Robbie Ray um, had one great start against the Miami Miami Minnesota Twins. Seven innings, gave up three hits, uh, got roughed up. In his last start against the Chicago White Sox, where he went six and a third, gave up 10 hits, uh, six earned runs in that span, four strikeouts, did allow three home runs uh, in that game to the Chicago White Sox here. Uh, Dylan, let me start with you on this game between the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, as you boys know, I'm very high on this Mariners team. Uh, It was great to see them take two or three from the Astros uh, last series. So my ticket for them to win the division, looking good so far. But And I think they continue their success with the Rangers. They need to come out and sweep them, I think. They need to set a tone. And I think they're a better team. They're pitching-wise, hitting-wise, bullpen. They have a better bullpen than uh, the Rangers. And John Gray, who's going for the Rangers – 
I don't, he's not that good in my opinion. He only went four innings against the Blue Jays, gave up three runs on three hits. So I think he has a rough outing against a Mariner team who's rolling right now. So give me the Mariners money line. Give me them run line. I'm all over them tomorrow. Noah, what do you got? I was actually leaning towards the first five money line for the Rangers here because I, I was not very strong opinionated uh, with Robbie Ray coming in this season off of his AL Cy Young and signing a huge contract with the new Mariners squad. Um, Rob, Robbie Ray's average 2021 fastball was 94.8 miles an hour. His yeah. fastest fastball of 2022 has actually been 94.1. So he's lost a little bit on that. His or his average fastball of 2022 is 91 miles an hour. He's lost quite a bit of miles on that fastball. He's lost actually almost four miles an hour. It's a big warning sign for a pitcher if they lose their fastball velocity. And what you look for is does their off-speed pitches adjust accordingly due to natural regression. Maybe he's getting older. Maybe he's fatigued. So far, it has not. Ray is a three-pitch pitcher fastball changeup slider his changeup average velocity has actually gone up two miles per hour to 91 miles an hour so these two pitches are actually being thrown at relatively the same speed which is not very good because batters are virtually only seeing two different pitches between fastball and slider ray has the arsenal of a relief pitcher right now so i like so far that i've been fading him in 2022 it didn't work out the first matchup worked out the second matchup he has a 473 era right now so I was actually thinking the Rangers, they've had a pretty like, surprising offense to start the year. I was looking to get some value with them in the first five money line. Yeah, the Rangers are actually pretty decent against left-handed pitching so far this season. They rank number two as far as batting average as a team uh, against left-handed pitching at 308. They also have 28 hits so far against left-handed pitching, which ranks number four in the entire league. Um, and also they've hit uh, six home runs. Uh, against left-handed pitching, which is tied for number uh, two in the entire league with the Twins and the Padres. So I think that this might be a wait and see for me against Robbie Ray. If I did have to make a a play on this, I would maybe take the plus one and a half here uh, with the Rangers uh, at a price of the minus 150. I know it's a little bit juicy, but, um, you know, again, with that left-handed pitching number or batting numbers that the Rangers do have, I think this might be a spot where they can maybe steal game one and the Mariners come out and take care of business against um, the Rangers in the final couple games of the series. So um, I'll take the plus one and a half in this game between the Rangers and the Mariners here um, in the late West Coast game. Uh, Last game of the night. It should be a doozy here. We have the Atlanta Braves going into L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Um, uh, Probable pitchers of Max Fried on the mound for the Braves, left-handed pitcher. Walker Bueller on the mound for the uh, L.A. Dodgers. Uh, seen an opening line of minus 155 for Walker Bueller, plus 135 for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, run line right now is plus one and a half for the Braves at minus 155. Uh, minus one and a half is plus 135 for the Dodgers on the run line. Over under set at eight. Um, Noah, let me start with you on this game because you said you had some uh, good notes for these uh, for this game. So why don't you go through those here? Yeah, this is the other matchup that I was talking about would be appointment television. Uh, Big fan of Walker Buehler. Watched him since his days in Vanderbilt. uh, Him and his tight pants. But (laughs) Um, We have a lot of PVB on these guys because of their NLCS clashes over the past couple of years here. 
Um, Eddie Rosario, he's batting 600 against Bueller, three for five, two singles and a home run. Austin Barnes, catcher for Dodgers. He's not an everyday starter. Check to see if he's playing. He's batting 500. He's three for six with two singles and a blast. Travis Darno, the catcher for the Braves. He's five for 10 against Bueller, four singles and a double. Max Muncy, he's batting 455 against uh, Freed. I know it's lefty lefty, but he has good stats against him. Five for 11, two singles, a triple and two moonshots. Justin Turner's batting 421, eight for 19, five singles and a double and two home runs. Trey Turner, he's batting 385 against Freed, 10 for 26, eight singles, a double and a bomb. Austin Riley batting 333, four for 12, three singles and a double. Lieutenant Dans, Dansby Swanson, 333, five for 15 against Bueller his former teammate with five singles. Cody Bellinger's batting five for 16 against Freed, four singles and a belly bomb. And then Chris Taylor, last but not least, batting 308, four for 13, three singles and a home run. You look at this matchup and you think Freed and Bueller, both dominant aces. Freed hasn't had too hot of a start of the year. Freed has a 5.73 ERA. Um, I'd be leaning over just because I, I like a lot of the stuff here. Yeah, I'm looking at it that way as well, especially you mentioned that Max Fried hasn't gone off to a great start here. And this number eight is a little conservative for me. And then I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers put up five, six runs and, you know, the Atlanta Braves offense, they Walker Buehler has given up at least two earned runs in his first two starts here in, in five innings. And he hasn't made it outside. Of, he hasn't got to six innings so far for the Dodgers. But uh, Dylan, let me get your thoughts on this game here uh, between the Braves and the Dodgers. Oh, you're on mute, Dylan. That I um I would agree with you on the total with you guys. I set my line at eight point four, so at an eight, I like the over. Uh, but I like the Dodgers on the run line here. This is a fade against Max Fried. Uh, his his first two starts have been brutal for him. So until he finds it, I'm going to be fading him. The Dodgers they've covered the run line seven of their last nine games they've played. So basically, when they win, they cover the run line. I think they went convincingly at home against a Braves team who they've lost three of their last five. So give me the hotter team with the better pitcher right now. Dodgers on the run line. Yeah. Dodgers as pitching has been really good so far over the past couple of games, uh, or at least their win streak here. I think it's been six straight that they've won here. The pitching has been great. The offense, I think is averaging close to six and a half runs per contest in that game. So now they get to come back home and face a struggling pitcher, Mass Freed, who is a left-handed pitcher and quickly looking at the left-handed number stats uh, so far for the Dodgers uh, against lefties. Um, I don't think they've had many at-bats against them so far this season. Yeah, they're at, Number 23, they've only had 52 at-bats in four games so far. So uh, I think the struggles may continue here for Max Fried against the Dodgers here. So I like the over, possibly looking at Dodgers team total as well in this game. Um, that's going to do it for the Tuesday night schedule. Let's take one last break here. We'll come back, and then we will get into our lock and dog for the night on this Tuesday night schedule. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and build and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. 
don't know anything about horses, not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your breast strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America market sports, America buys and sells sports bets. It's Masters Week, and if you haven't used PropSwap to go for the green, then you are missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers and then you sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. This allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our picks here. Dylan, I'm going to give you the floor first here, my man. Uh, what is your lock and dog for the night? Yeah, love leading off. Um, I just touched on it. My lock is going to be the Dodgers run line. It's a, Basically, it's just going to be a fade of Max Fried. I don't think his stuff is that good to start the season. Eventually, I think he'll come into form and he'll pitch well, but the Dodgers are just rolling right now, so I'm going to roll with them. And for my dog... No, I'm going to your team. I'm going to take the Tigers. I just think this line is way too high. Garrett Cole isn't the pitcher that the Yankees signed. This, the spider tack is just uh, really affecting him. And I, I, I like the Tigers. I think even though Javi Baez is on the IL, I think the Tigers just too much value at plus 180. So I'm going to take a shot with the Noah's Tigers. There we go. So two plus money plays from Dylan uh, Locke is going to be the uh, Dodgers minus one and a half on the run line, plus 135 is what I'm seeing. And then uh, Tigers on the money line at plus 180 against the Yankees. Uh, Noah, what do you got for us, man? Lock and dog. So we're going counterfire here because I'm on Munaf uh, squad with Boston. Um, wait, I, I would wait for the closing line here. I think a lot of people are going to jump on Toronto late. Um, right now we're seeing it at minus 145. I'm going to grab that like right before first pitch. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not a big Kikuchi uh, believer. Yeah. And I think the right-handed boppers on the Boston squad gets going here. Um, coming off of a, a blowout loss on Patriot day. You got to You got to stick up for yourself in the night game. Um, or is it, I don't even know if it's a night game, but Boston would be my play. Grab that right before first pitch. My dog is the angels. I love their stats against Framber Valdez. I'm going to go with that right now. I'm seeing it at plus plus one thirty. I like the value. Like I said, opening day, they opened as a favorite in this exact pitching matchup. So um, actually, I think that's actually wrong. Shohei was on the mound, but uh, anyways, plus one thirty angels. I still like it. They have great stats against Framber Valdez, um, and then entertain the prop of Mustakis. I think you'd be able to get good value on that. And then, so yeah, that would be my three that I'll give out. There we go. So uh, Noah's going with the Red Sox money line. 
wait till we get closer to game time. Maybe you get a better number on that. But right now, that number is opened up at minus 145. And then he has the Angels as his dog at plus 130 against the Houston Astros in the second game of this series. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to go, let's see. I got to fade. I got to continue to fade Brubaker here, man. Give me the Brewers on the, uh, on the run line, minus uh, 125 against the Pirates here. Um, I think that Corbin Burns should be able to really slow down this offense. I know they've been off to a hot start, but I just, I'm just really fading Brubaker here. Uh, so I will bank on that. They get to him early, put up some runs, and then maybe Burns can cruise for about six, seven innings, and the bullpen comes in and shuts it down for them. So I'll take the Brewers run line, minus 125. Um, for my dog, um, this number is going to say at plus money. And, and I liked the, the first game that we talked about, I'm going to have to tell Dylan here, but I'm going to take the plus one and a half run line on the Detroit Tigers at plus plus one ten here. Um, Garrett Cole, we've talked about it. He's getting way overpriced here. It shouldn't be above minus 200 here. Uh, Tigers, I think can steal one here against the Yankees. I think they'll be able to get to uh, Cole probably early led by their young gun. So give me the Detroit Tigers as well, plus one and a half, plus what 10 as my dog for the night against the New York Yankees on this Tuesday night schedule. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of it, guys. Dylan, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here and let the people know where they can find you, man? Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Rock uh, rock with 2Ks24. Make sure you also uh, follow our MLB gambling podcast, uh, MLB SGPN. Noah's doing a great job. We're building our followers steady, but slowly we'll be the number one on the Sports Gambling Network. I tweet all my plays, and uh, good luck tonight, boys. Yes, sir. Uh, Noah, anything else before we get out of here, man? Let the people know where they can find you, brother. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at 70, the word 70, the number 7, NB. And I just wanted to talk about the story that uh, Malcolm told yesterday on the podcast. I ended up tying Jeff Fox. Uh, he had a great pickup with Andrew Heaney on the waiver line on Sunday, and I sat my entire team trying to save my ratios. But <laughs> he made a little bit of a comeback. So got a tie. Um, I was really lucky at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I, I won't do that against the veteran of the league next time. Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch out for Fox. He's pretty good at fantasy, uh, all fantasy sports. He's yeah, he's kicked a, my ass a couple of times. So he's a waiver wire wizard for sure. Yeah, give the man his flowers. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Like uh Dylan said, make sure to follow the MLB gambling podcast Twitter account at SGPN MLB. Again, Noah is absolutely killing it. Uh, and we're growing our followers and hopefully we will be one of the best gambling podcasts as far as baseball uh, on the chart. So, and again, if you haven't left a rating and review, please do so. Um, that'll be it. Good luck with your bets on this Tuesday night schedule. We will be back as usual for the Wednesday games. Um, let's break these books off and let it ride.